so let's start with Tom Fishburn. Why are we so obsessed with Gen Z? They're not our main customer. Their buying power is lower. Is it just because it's trendy? Relax. Gen Z is no longer our focus. Whew. We're shifting to Gen Alpha. <laughs> and there's a little kid with a cell phone. <laughs> Which may make sense, you know. That's right. So, uh... Gen Z had a profound impact on how brands approached their consumer experiences. But companies will need to brace themselves even more for the changes Gen Alpha will infuse. They aren't just digital natives, they're digital ninjas. Whether brands are ready or not, they're coming, says Danny Mariano, Razorfish's president. And uh, on the announcement of new attitude and behavioral study about Gen Alpha, the newest generation to capture marketers' attention. Born, I like when they give the definition because, you know, how the heck am I going to remember all this stuff? How do, do I even care who Gen Alpha is? You know, Gen Alpha, well, they're not my grandchildren and they're not my children by any stretch. My, my children are millennials, I guess. Anyway, born between 2010 and 2024, which is right now and not even yet, meaning the oldest are now teens and the youngest haven't been born yet. Gen Alpha, according to Mariano, is already more Gen Z than Gen Z at a younger age. Okay. And where's Gen Z at? You know, what are they in their 20s, I suppose? I would guess so. You know, they would be 1990-ish, maybe. Uh, yeah, my son was born in 92, I think. Um, so, no, 90. He was born right on 90. So he's he's uh, maybe at the end of the millennials. Maybe he's a Gen Z. Okay. So I know something about it, right? And we had him over for dinner last night. Uh for our wedding anniversary, and also my youngest then turns uh, 33. Okay, so he's getting up there. Um, and uh, marketing's obsession with youth is nothing new. Thinking about what makes the next generation of consumers tick is an evergreen activity. Uh, McCrindle Research coined the term Al Gen Alpha in 2009 before the first member of Gen Alpha was even born. Okay. Now, we're going to pause that for a minute. We're going to go over to USPS because we want to talk about mail, of course. And uh, this, is, this uh, article is titled, Five Facts About Millennials and Direct Mail. But it's more about myths, okay? It's five myths and the truth behind them. So it's really not about the truths or facts. It's about the myths, and they mention the myths a lot more than they mention the facts. So it's hard to glue that together. For me, it isn't. And up there, it says seven to nine minutes, but down here, it says four minutes. Depends on how fast you read, I suppose. Um, duplicitous stuff here. Discover how I should have just cut it off there. Discover how direct mail plays into the equation because digital marketing isn't the only way to reach millennials. Okay, so we're backing up to millennials first because, well, I'm going to talk about that. But why, why do millennials care about mail, right? 
it says U.S. millennials, millennial consumers engage with brands via social media subscriptions more than Gen Z and baby boomers, and in fact, even more, or Gen X. That's squeezed in there someplace. So maybe my son is a Gen X. Even more than Gen Z. Uh, and it's natural to assume that this generation is only susceptible to digital media, right? Now, what's interesting is at dinner, uh, we were talking about this a little bit. And uh, my daughter, who's older, said that uh, she uninstalled Instagram, that she's had it with that. She also unsubscribed to Netflix when they quit letting us share it with her. That's funny, but she nostalgically did subscribe to Disney, and so she let us let us share that last night. But we talked about that, and she said, you know, Instagram is a time suck. She's uninstalled. Uh, she's uninstalled Facebook for a couple of years. She doesn't have TikTok. Um, I don't know what she has, in fact, for social media. I know she's on LinkedIn occasionally. Not as much as I am. Uh, so she's really unplugged, the millennial thing. And uh, so if you're going to reach her, you know, you'd be much better off with mail. And uh, even Twitter, she said, you know, I think it was Twitter. She said there's like three ads every <laughs> for every piece of content it, in, on, on my Twitter feed. I said, well, or maybe that was my wife saying that. I said, you know, subscribe to fewer people. I only look at following. I don't, and so I don't see very many ads. It seems. Uh, I have two Twitters. One is for business. I have 4,500 or something followers on there, um, and that one has a lot more ads for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, so another myth is that print marketing is dead, but it turns out 74% of them read books. Now I know that Kate is real interested in audiobooks. She really likes that, and the it occupies her mind. Matt told me that he, uh, while he works, listens to Byzantine chant. Good for him to uh, fill his mind with peace. Uh, so he's not filling it up with TikTok as much either or gaming as much as he used to. Um, and uh, they really they really are concerned about digital fatigue and about just wasting their lives on, on social media. 37% of them of millennials said they they receive email way too often and that would be a total of almost 60 percent basically said that they receive more email than they want uh 62 percent said they had visited a store based on information received in the mail okay studies show the millennials spend more time with physical than with digital ads which is staggering because you get you know three thousand digital ads a day or something uh, but you know you only get Somebody averaged it out at five pieces of mail per week. I know at our household we get a lot more than that, but you know we're a direct mail. I grew up as a direct mail household. Uh, I lived in a log cabin with a driveway that was at least a half a mile long. Maybe it was longer than that. And uh, the mailbox was way, way out by the by the uh, county road, and uh, it was a gravel driveway. You know, up over the over the hill in the winter, it was murder almost killed myself riding down on a bike and going down the washboards. It was exciting. I, I'll never forget that. Anyway, 
Uh, 33% of millennials have an active, this was interesting, 33% of millennials have an active subscription to a newspaper or magazine, and I'm taking that as a print magazine, not, not a digital magazine. Millennials are twice as likely as boomers to use ad blockers. Well, I use ad blockers all the time. Maybe that's why I see fewer ads. I don't know. Um, and not, only 19% frequently or always open their email. Millennials. And I do because on my business email one time, I almost missed, I almost missed an email that ended up being worth $30,000 of consulting. Uh, so, you know, I, I let that sink in a little bit. It's like social media. People say, well, why do you do all these videos? Well, one video generated 140000 in revenue, just one by itself. And there's a couple others that I think uh, had some impact. So, um, you know, I am really open to talking to people. If you have questions about direct mail or direct marketing or testing, especially testing, especially if you're a brand, <clears throat> I'm hoping that, that Lisa at ANA publishes that article I wrote about why mail fits with brands and how it can give them a special insight into AI that no other medium gives them. Okay, so uh, you can also take and use a QR. I don't need the word code. I noticed on this article that it's got a circle R on it. Somebody registered that trademark of QR code, but I've always said, why, why even say code? It's just quick response. Everybody knows it's a code. It's a little block of guck. Anyway, so uh, include a QR, but you want a trackable QR. You want one that goes to somewhere reasonable compared to the offer, not just something that goes to the main page. Uh, not necessarily a landing page. If you're, if you're a cataloger, put a couple QR codes in, QRs, next to your product. See if anybody clicks it. You don't have to do all new software. Just do that. But make sure each QR is trackable and each QR goes to that item that it's next to on the page. Okay, 58% of millennials worry less about direct mail privacy. As one printer in Canada told me one time, they're not going to legislate mail privacy because they make money on postage. That's why governments don't do that. And, you know, you say, well, you know, that's kind of a disconnect. The government doesn't actually make the money. The Postal Service gets the money. Well, yeah, but the congressmen, et cetera, that make the laws use a lot of mail because they get a special postal discount, a huge postal discount, right? So their fundraising, as we talked about last week, is in part dependent upon their PACs and their and their political Nonprofits, which there, which there aren't supposed to be any, but we seem to see, I seem to suspect there are, uh, depending on mail. So, 69% of millennials say they were, they, they somewhat are very much like coupons for restaurants, and 65% said coupons for retail business. Of course, we love coupons. I go to the, I go to the true, or the, uh, yeah, the true value hardware, and I love to get those $5 coupons. It gets me in the store to buy something. Physical ads lead a lasting impression. And one of the things I like about this article, by the way, is that it's footnoted. It's got 14, 15 footnotes. Uh, always the Postal Service has to mention informed delivery. Uh, and, and it can include complimentary digital offers. I have almost never seen them. 
Not one in a hundred, I don't think. I went on last week. You know, I get the email, so I decided to click it. Nope, none. There were no linked offers, no three, no uh, full color, uh, full color pictures. Just all black and white, all the outside of the envelopes. Nothing important. Um, you know, that's what it told me. So in conclusion, millennials are digital natives, but it doesn't take a futuristic marketing to drive sales. In fact, digital advertisements have a limited effect on this age group, as they do on all of us now. The longer digital's around, the less effective it becomes. And the more you grew up in it, the less effective it becomes. Okay? So uh, if you want to reach this generation, then direct mail should be included. Okay? The most potent marketing tactics, direct mail. Now let's go back to Fishburn. And the reason I can't... I, segued out to that one was because it was generational and there was a lot of footnotes okay setting aside the irony of placing so much attention on the youngest generation when older generations have greater greater purchasing power i like this reminder from ad contrarian bob hoffman there's as much variation within a generation as there is between generations let that sink in there's as much variation within generations as there is between generations. Of course there is, right? Of course there is. You know, that's like people who say that that both genders are are the, are mostly the same. Well, of course there are. <laughs> there's mostly overlap, and there's some difference, which is the way it is with everything. <laughs> some continuity, some discontinuity. When talking about the impact of generations, it's easy to default to sweeping generalizations. Generational generalizations. Keep that in mind. But generations are not monoliths, and chasing the tropes of a new generation can be a distraction. Of course it is. That's why I left this to the end. Just so you take all of that research with a grain of salt. Researchers, media, and marketing experts have been selling the same generational twaddle for f over 50 years now, and I'm sure it's older than that. You know, I remember, uh, you know, if you watch movies from the 30s, you know, like uh, old Mickey Rooney movies, you know, where, where, oh, we have a barn, let's do a show and save the day, <laughs> you know, which is a, a variation on the white Christmas theme, right? <laughs> Let's use the barn. Let's do a TV show. Let's invite everybody. Anyway, uh, but it's you know it, 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 there are some there's some great ones where the where the kids are talking jive, and of course the kids now would be if they're still alive would be you know 90 year olds uh, or or older. Uh, but they were you know they had their own language certainly in the in the Roaring Twenties certainly same thing. So Aristotle complains about the kids not taking life seriously. Um, but Bob says, it's, an astro it's astrology. How can you possibly take an enormous component of population, tens of millions of people, and say they all have this or that characteristic? Well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes age is a variable with predictive power, with, with, with uh, at least correlation power and it works in the mail works in the future uh here's some more cartoons okay what do we know about generation z that we can get them to buy stuff okay 
And the panel here says, so far, all we know is that they hate brands that try to get them to buy stuff. And of course, you know, what, what happens is, you know, the kids start growing up and they start getting their own, their own phones or their own iPads or whatever. And they start enjoying the freedom of wandering around the Internet untethered and or maybe a little tethered. And then they notice that there's lots of ads coming up and they say, why are they interrupting my fun? <clears throat> and then parents explain, we used to sit together on Saturday morning and watch the, you know, watch the shows and then talk about the, uh, the commercials. And what are people getting you, try to get you, trying to get you to do? And what are the cartoons trying to get you to do? You know, what's, what's the philosophical background of this information? You know, why is it free on your screen and why and what do they want from you and what's the price and the cost? You know, one day my my uh, my youngest daughter came to me. She was maybe eight years old. We'd been selling raspberries out at the roadside. She'd been doing it. She'd been did it. I got her started with the idea and we made a sign together, put the put the put the uh, card table out there. And uh, she said, you know, she said, everything around me, everything in this house is money. It came from money. But she started, I said, yes, Megan, that's exactly kind of right. Right? I mean, not the hugs, but all the stuff. It's all money. She made so much money one year, she took us to all, she took the whole family to Great America, bought all the tickets. I mean, we drove. Uh, all the tickets and uh, lunch and the whole bit. Took us all. That was really something. You know, she made hundreds of dollars out there at the roadside selling raspberries. Pretty amazing. First day, I left her out there with Matt holding the sign. And, uh, you know, nobody had stopped. Cars were going by 50 miles an hour. And uh, all of a sudden, and I went to the hardware store, you know, the true value. And uh, all of a sudden, and I came back. It's only five minutes away. Zoom, zoom, back. And by the time I got back, like, all of them were sold. I said, what does that mean? What does that tell you, Megs? She said, well, this is fun. I said, no, that's not what it tells you. It tells you your price is too low. We're going to have to up the price. <laughs> Teach your kids capitalism. My, my granddaughter, who was three, had a, she wanted a new backpack, probably a Barbie backpack. And her mom, who's the same one with the raspberries, her mom said, well, we might have to, we might have to, you know, sell some stuff to earn the money and so they made cookies and and bread together and uh and they went out to the roadside you know the county road which is up in minnesota now and uh sure enough little talia she was going up to people and telling them you know this is what we got to sell and people were buying her stuff and she brought in about 50 bucks and of course then megan deducted the cost of materials she said she got that from me, but I don't remember that. Anyway, have a great day. Like and share. Give me a call. Let's talk about testing. You know, even if you're in direct mail already, we can talk more about some testing puzzles. There's always puzzles. There's always new ways to think about it and do it. And uh, make sure you repost. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.